Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen nicotine pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction but there's only one zin find yours in online or in a store near you at zin.com slash find warning this product contains nicotine nicotine is an addictive chemical thanks for listening to the herd podcast be sure to catch us live every weekday on fox sports radio at noon to 3 eastern 9 a.m to noon pacific Find your local station for the herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What a day off a magical night in college football live in Los Angeles. It's the Herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be watching, listening, consuming, thanks for making us part of your day one hour from now. One of our final Herd hierarchies of the football season, top 10 teams in the NFL. You know, a lot of complaining, J-Mac, on the transfer portal and the NIL and the dying bowl games. What a top five college football day in the history of my life. Whoa, wow. I mean, it was incredible. I was exhausted, and I didn't play or coach. I was exhausted after those games. You were, like, sweating, right? You needed a shower after the game. Oh, it was so so good. good. Let's start with Michigan 27 and Alabama 20. The most ridiculous controversy, the most overblown drama in college football history, hopefully, can be put to rest. That the only reason Harbaugh and Michigan were winning, because they were stealing signs from some low-level, irrelevant staffer who on a shaky iPhone, doing what the rest of college football fans do, iPhone taping and then handing it to an assistant although Harbaugh still says I didn't hear about it I didn't know about it (sighs) hopefully it puts it to rest because they didn't have that sign stealing against Penn State against Ohio State and against Alabama that we know and they went 3-0 and pushed all three of them around late in the game For all the Harbaugh critics, for years and years and years, the other networks got a lot of them. Don't you feel a little silly this morning? He wins everywhere, immediately, physically, gets in your head. Small college, Pac-12, Super Bowls, Big Ten. 
Despite a special teams meltdown by Michigan that I'm not sure anybody predicted or I've ever seen. I mean, they were a disaster in special teams. They still beat Alabama and were clearly superior in the trenches. And that's why they're such a tough matchup for everybody. Listen, I hope Harbaugh stays in college. He's polarizing. He's dramatic. He's a disruptor. He's authentic. He's different. But most of all, he's just great. And now the Big Ten is adding Washington and Oregon, SCUCLA, and can go toe-to-toe with the SEC finally. Hell, it may be better. But Harbaugh always had a hole, and it's one that even his fans, and I'm one, had to acknowledge. Why was he so bad in bowl games? Was it his intensity? Did he wear out his team? He was like bad in bowl games. Not last night. And beating the king, Nick Saban, and out coaching him. Puts that to rest too. It was a bad three and a half hours for all of Harbaugh's critics. And it's been a bad year for him. This is a remarkable team that even with a special teams meltdown for the ages, beat the reigning dynasty. The team that beat Georgia. By the way, that final play call by Alabama, what else are they going to do? They have a high school offense. They can't really throw the ball down the field. The receivers aren't nearly as good as they were several years ago. And Michigan and Harbaugh sniffed it out. Jim Harbaugh outcoached the king. I think Michigan is the best team in college football. They're favored against Washington. It's a tough matchup for Washington because what Texas does poorly, Michigan does well. But instead of worrying about that, just for the moment, let's tip and raise a glass to Harbaugh, shall we? Even the haters. He now owns the Big Ten. He now owns Ohio State. He now owns the spotlight. And in one week, he will own college football potentially. It was a magical night for college football and an important night for Jim Harbaugh and one of the great traditions ever, the Michigan Wolverines. Here's the coach after. A lot of interest in your future. I wonder if you can tell me what the chances are that the championship game might be your last one at Michigan. (laughs) My future consists of a happy flight back to Ann Arbor, Michigan. Can't wait. There's nobody like him in college football. Don't have to like him. Absolutely have to respect him. He owns everything about the sport. The only thing missing in one week is a potential trophy. And let's talk Texas, Washington. So my favorite team as a kid growing up, go back to the early 70s, was the Washington Huskies. So I'll try to be as objective as I possibly can. But I bet them, I loved them as a kid, went to Husky Stadium again this year. And outside of the last 90 seconds, the Huskies looked like the best coached college football team in all the land. They were brilliant. In fact, Washington is doing something that is really unheard of. And I mean, you have to go back like 70 years. They were 8-0 and in one-possession games, 12 straight wins in one-possession games. Texas had more talent, more NFL bodies, more four- and five-star recruits, more size and strength. And let's be honest, the best NIL collective in college football. They buy who they want. And yet... The best coach in that game, the best quarterback in that game, the best receiving group, and the best game plan 
check, 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 Washington. Texas was chasing the Huskies for three and a half hours, and they almost caught him. <laughs> they almost caught him. But they never led, and if not for a muff punt, Washington, I thought, was on the precipice of a blowout win. What the Huskies are doing is really going against history. You don't get to this game by narrowly beating eight teams. You usually have six, seven, or eight blowout wins. You don't get to this game with the lowest number of four- and five-star recruits of the final six teams. How? Michael Penix is insane. Smoothest, calmest, purest thrower of the football in the sport. In fact, you have to go back to maybe a Joe Burrow for anything like it. Easy thrower, accurate thrower. His self-awareness in the pocket, I mean, I know this sounds hyperbolic, but it looks like an NFL veteran. It looks like Breeze or Brady. He always knows where the pass rush is coming from. He's got a lot of college starts. Let me throw a stat at you. Penix, who's mostly a pocket passer, was sacked fewer times in his college career, 44, than the hyper-athletic Caleb Williams was sacked this year. Penix is just different. Has an absolute understanding of what's around him, eyes in the back of his head, a sense for when danger's impending, the ability to move out of it. He's more mobile than he lets on. And years ago, before the surgeries, he was a running quarterback, too, at Indiana. You saw Kalen DeBoer allowed him to run last night, just like Ohio State did to C.J. Stroud, and Oregon did to Justin Herbert in his final game. And they're going to let Penix run against Michigan. It's their way to beat him. And those Husky receivers block, and they separate, and they just never drop passes. Texas was favored. Texas should have been favored. But this kind of feels offensively like that 2019 LSU team. A brilliant play caller, a brilliant, smooth, dead-eye college quarterback, and just too many good receivers for a college team to cover. I'm not sure if they beat Michigan. I think Michigan matches up against Washington much better than Texas did. Clearly, however, the Huskies were better than the Longhorns for three and a half hours. Michael Penix Jr., what can you say? You watched it. You watched it all season. Probably should have won the Heisman. I just don't know how you stop this offense, and nobody stopped that LSU offense. And here's the coach after. He set the tone pretty quickly and, um, I mean, just made all the throws all really month. Um, you know, was on another level uh, as far as his mission, you know, to make sure that this happened. And, um, you know, I think, you know, you saw it all week in practice. Um, there was just nothing he was going to let, you know, where to let slide by where um, we would leave a chant, leave, uh, leave a doubt uh, that, you know, we weren't going to find a way to win. Michigan is favored over Washington. Michigan should be favored over Washington. In the history of college football, national champions look like Michigan. Six, seven blowout wins, not narrowly escaping due to a brilliant quarterback and a brilliant head coach and a superior receiving core. That's not the history of the sport. I'd probably take Washington in the points. Don't know if they win. It'll be a wild game. But one more point. One of the words in my family I try to keep my kids away from is deserving we don't deserve anything you work for everything florida state thought they deserved to be in 
they would have been gashed, humiliated, dominated by all these teams. College football now moves to a 12-team playoff. So now the people complaining will be two and three lost teams, not undefeated ones in an inferior conference. But what made last night special, college football got out of the deserving business, whatever the heck that means, on got into the good coach, good quarterback healthy, good roster, four best teams. Georgia maybe had the best argument, but they lost their last game. What are you going to do? Timing matters in life and in everything. But deserving gave us blowouts the last 10 years. That was magical. All right, J-Mac. People getting after Sark. Is Penix now the first or second pick in the draft? Ooh. By the way, you want to guess the Michigan-Washington line? It's moving one way here this morning. Well, I, my, Michigan, I, 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 if I was a line setter, I'd go Michigan uh, th- uh, minus three and a half. Okay. That, Open four. It's now up to four and a half. Okay. So the money's on Michigan. Um, Early. I will say this. We said this yesterday. Texas was a good match for Washington because what Texas struggles with the secondary, Washington's the best team in the country yeah. at throwing the football. Yeah. Michigan's secondary is much better. They have a pass rush from the edges that is elite. They run the football and won't need to throw it as much as Texas. So my takeaway is Michigan is a much better matchup against Washington. And the history of college football tells you our national champion generally has seven blowout wins throughout the season. Michigan has looked like the best team in the country, certainly an argument all year long. We thought it was Texas early, then they got into some close games. But Michigan looks like a college football national champion works. Now, the one thing Washington has an advantage of, most of the time in college football, if you get behind by 10 or 14 points in a game, and I don't think Washington will fall behind Michigan by that, but if you do get behind, you can be in big trouble. Washington is built to just throw the football for 25 straight plays. Remember how Michigan ran the ball in the second half against Penn State the whole half? Washington could not run the football, and it would not be uncommon for them to have a better half. They are built that if they play poorly, they make mistakes, Washington falls behind. They're built to throw it 30 times. Penix was sacked 11 times all year. So you don't get to him, and when you do, he's got this ability to sense it, move, agility, and deliver. I mean, does Washington, do their receivers ever drop a ball? No. It's, it's got to be the most sure-handed receiving group I've ever seen in my three, life. Three pros in that group. Yes. Possibly two first-rounders. I just, this is a big step up in class defensively. Yes. Now, Michigan's elite, and I think, and I'm not comparing TCU last year to Washington. Washington's better. But TCU had that awesome fight. They had a month to prepare for Michigan. Yeah. Look great a week to prepare for the Natty, and they get smashed. I'm not saying Michigan's no. going to destroy Washington. But, Washington, but I think Michigan should be favored, and Michigan is a much tougher matchup for Washington yeah, than physical. Texas was. Yeah. Well, and Texas has, you know, we said yesterday, if Texas outplays Washington, their secondary's not good. So they, they, it was going to be a tough game for Michigan. Regard, Texas did, not, wanna, did yeah. not want Washington coming down the field with three minutes left. 
They were best served. They had the ball going against Washington's defense. I don't think Texas led all game, did nope, they? They were nope. playing catch-up, and that's not what you want against Penix. Yeah. A lot more today. Don't forget, 45 minutes from now, where Colin was wrong, where Colin was right. Plenty of both. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut, the new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. The code is HERD, H-E-R-D. New customers can bet 5 bucks, get $150 instantly in bonus bets. That's only at DraftKings Sportsbook and only with the code HERD, H-E-R-D. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot. From choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. 40%. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money. Reliable returns. Take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Change the game. Get started today. As little as $1,000 at gainbridge.io. All right, welcome back. Heard hierarchy 50 minutes. Not sure why I said Colin Wright, Colin Wright. I'm so giddy today. My favorite team as a kid is in the national championship. 
I try not to be a fan, but I'm a little giddy, and I like Texas. So um, yeah, I, I want to talk about this because the knock on Sark, I know Steve, I've known him a while, I like Sark a lot. The knock on him, he's not a good game coach, in-game coach. So first of all, he got his team to the playoffs. Um, his offense worked in the NFL. He was coordinator of the year when he was at Alabama. Alabama's offense hasn't been the same since he left. Uh, he can coach. Um, my knock on Sark, and I think his critics aren't wrong, is that sometimes his teams don't feel totally buttoned up. A little loose, too many penalties, turnovers, wasted opportunities. That's fair. I've said the same thing. But let me just offer this. Let me just throw this out there. Do you think Jim Harbaugh's a good coach? Michigan special teams, which he helps coaching, were a disaster for three hours. Do you think Saban's a good coach? His offensive line was inept. The play calling late. I mean, didn't everybody in the world know what Bama was going to do in overtime? Do you think Kalen DeBoer's a good coach? <laughs> the Huskies almost gave that game away with insane mistakes on special teams. My point is, these are 19, 20, and 21-year-old young men with lots of testosterone. They get tight, they get hyper, they get confused. The game's going a thousand miles an hour. It's the biggest game in their lives. Young men make mistakes. They mature more slowly than girls. I know I've got six total kids in my family. And some of these kids get rattled. These young men, they're hard to coach. But Sark has a Mac Brown feel. He can handle Michigan. He's not in, uh, he can handle Texas. He's not engulfed by Texas. I've seen Texas coaches my entire life just get engulfed by the program, the donors, the money, the spectacle, the pressure. Mac Brown never did, and Sark doesn't. He loses games. He never loses the locker room. He never loses the program. Listen, everybody that's faced Kalen DeBoer in the last two years, he makes everybody look like a bad coach. Dan Lanning at Oregon is a spectacularly capable young coach. He's 0-3 against Kalen DeBoer. And two of the three games, Duck fans want his head on a platter. Think he blew the game. That's why Saban got so many coaches fired in his prime in the SEC. And why Harbaugh's got Ryan Day, who beats everybody but Georgia and Michigan. He's got Ryan Day feeling heat. Great coaches make other really good coaches. And Sark's a really good coach. They make them look loose, not quite buttoned up. Washington is spectacularly coached. 8-0 in one-score games. 12 straight one-score wins. Now, the final four plays for Texas... You guys would bang on Andy Reid, Sean Payton, Sean McVay, and Kyle Shanahan. We bang on coaches for play calling. Sark talked about those final plays. It's a tricky situation in that you're out of timeouts, and so we have to be very careful that we don't complete a ball short of the goal line or pretty much the game's going to end at that point. So when you're forced to throw it into the end zone each time, it makes it difficult, especially when they're defending the end zone. Uh, so we were just trying to create some matchups um, with some different route combinations to to create some one-on-ones and to give, uh, give our playmakers a chance to make a play. And um, we just weren't quite able to do it. That's exactly what they did. 
It's exactly what I would have done. They didn't have a lot of time. They had to put it in the air. And a couple of great plays by Husky defensive backs sealed the Washington win. Play calling, not quite buttoned up, wasted opportunities. Harbaugh's special teams last night were inept. Bama's offensive line quarterback play late was inept. And Washington almost handed Texas a win, and they're brilliantly coached. This stuff's not easy. Sark feels big enough. Sark feels big enough for Texas. Like a young Mac Brown. The team's not there yet, but they're good. And they're not going anywhere. And they continue to dominate Texas recruiting. Their NIL's great. They've got players everywhere. Bringing back top quarterbacks. He's fine. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Washington's last 90 seconds, I'm like... My God, they're going to hand it to Texas. I did think Quinn Ewers was pretty tremendous. It looked like he got a concussion on that one hit where his head went down hard. Yeah. Arch Manning got his but helmet I thought he off. played well. I mean, Quinn, I, I don't know why Quinn Ewers isn't coming out in the draft. I think he's a first-round pick. He's no he's no Penix. He's late first round. I'm taking a chance on him. He looked good, man. Poison a pocket, well, he was a touch great, on the deep balls. No, no, Ooh. he's he's got a... He's got a Jay Cutler arm. Like, nope. Like, there's other things you don't have to like about him. I was texting a GM last night, but he reminds me of Cutler, where when he wants to let it loose, cut it loose, it's like, oh, no, no, he's got a big boy NFL arm. Um, That Penix Burrow thing, I I have the same comparison. I like the the throws he was making last night. I mean, I mean, sideline throws, literally. Like Eli Manning to Mario Manningham, like in a little bread basket, like like you can't throw it any other way. In stride, too. In yeah, they stride. Have to wait for it. Yeah. Guys covered, and it's little tiny windows to throw it in, and it lands perfectly seven, eight, nine times in a row. I, do you feel like a come down from football? Like we were watching so much football the last few days, right? It's just like, what do we have today? There's well, like, you and I both, you're texting me during the game. So you and I love college football. No, I think every football fan was watching I, I will last tell you night, this. Sunday, Saturday. I like, believe by next year, college football will go up another 10 to 15% in ratings. And I think you'll make a case that it's the number two sport in the country behind the NFL. I think it's on the rise. I don't think the NBA is on the rise. Um, I think baseball sort of plateaued. depends what metric you want to use, yeah, you know, yeah. like, but... Yeah, college football. I mean, 12 team playoffs going to be awesome. Uh, let's go to the NFL. Less awesome, Colin, are the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Lost four or five. Uh, they're not going to get the number two seed. That's almost certainly going to Dallas. To make matters worse, A.J. Brown, very upset. He, he has been held out of the end zone completely in December. Not great as, they, as the team struggles. Here's what Nick Sirianni had to say when asked if Brown is frustrated. I don't want to speak for him, but, you know, obviously we're all frustrated. Um, you know, we're all frustrated right now, especially, you know, coming off that loss yesterday. And so, you know, the fr- you know, you want to be able to have fun. You want to be able to do all these things and, and, and you know, that football brings. But sometimes it's hard to have fun and hard, hard to find the enjoyment when you're in a rut like we are. It's weird because Brown's numbers this season in one fewer game are way up over last year. He's got 17 more catches, more targets. Uh, The yards are about the same. But during this losing streak, they haven't been able to find him. That's a a problem. Yeah, and the other thing is um, when you lose games, uh, players sort of sometimes can get very individual. You know, what about me? 
If Philadelphia was winning these games, nobody's talking about it. Last year, if you remember, it was very brief, but I think A.J. Brown had been upset on the sidelines once last year. I had talked about it on, on social media and on the air. There's a little... He's, he's, he needs to get fed. He wants to eat. I get he's it. He's not the first wide receiver to act like that. Yeah, uh-huh. um, but I, I think if they were winning, this wouldn't... This is yeah. heightened because they're losing, and he's not getting into the end zone, but... Um, and, and I think you can create special packages to get him the ball more. But his value, he is a tough matchup because of his strength. And the deep ball stuff has been taken away. He was just streaking downfield yeah. last year. Some, some of this is what Mahomes dealt with, where people were like, okay, we're just not going to give you deep stuff to Tyreek Hill. We're just not going to give it to you. A lot of teams have looked at Philly and said, we're just not going to give you A.J. Brown over the top. So some of that is teams adjusting. Now, Devonta Smith got banged up this past week. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to go this week. I mean, probably hold him out for the playoff game. So um, Philly, they got time to get right, Colin, but I don't, uh, I don't think they're losing to Tampa in the first round. Do you? I think it's competitive. I think it's competitive. I think they'd win, but I think it's, I mean, it's in Tampa. Because they could end up being the wild card. It, it, yeah, Tampa right. wins in their favor uh, over Carolina. I watched Washington and Taylor Heineke give Tom Brady trouble. Remember when he had to go Taylor up? Taylor Heineke, up. I think, was at home in that one. Yeah, you're yeah, right, yeah. you're right. Baker at home is better than Taylor Heineke. Ah, with Baker at home last week was total garbage. Well, he uh, was last was, week. He's yeah. inconsistent. But Baker at home against the defense that can't defend the back end? Mm, interesting. Okay. All right. Um, I think it's way, interesting. I'm going to add this. Josina Anderson, NFL reporter, put yeah. out the cryptic tweet. Oh, well, um, what? Other than the obvious in the NFC East, there could be there's one coach kind of in trouble. Okay, so if it's not Ron Rivera, Colin, is it Sirianni, McCarthy, or Dable? And a lot of people were, you know, suggesting to me on social that it's Sirianni. And I'm like, guys, come on. Philadelphia is a pressure cooker. Philadelphia has shown it. went to the Super Bowl last year. Yes, Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl. Why, Doug? He was a disaster at the end, like tanking that Week 18 game, and the Mm -hmm. the fans got on his case. They're in the playoffs. This is a little bit of a disaster. You think Sirianni could be in trouble? I think Philadelphia has incredibly high standards and a history of moving off drama or trouble. They do not wait for it to bottom out. That's not what the Eagles do. If they see a dip, they move on. Chip Kelly went 10 and 6, 10 and 6. I think he got a raw deal, yeah. He went 10 and 6 and 10 and 6 with B and C level quarterbacks. By the third year, the rumors were he's done after this year. Doug Peterson, Super Bowl, little drama out. Philadelphia is different. They're not the league. They move off winning coaches. They moved off Nick I, Foles. I'm on record. This would be a mistake. Okay, you lose both coordinators. The, the you, I mean, you could lose Kelsey in the middle. You could lose Lane Johnson. Like, ah, I think this is a massive overreaction. I think the guy's McCarthy to watch in Dallas. But that's just me. All right, next up. Speaking of coaches in trouble, Bill Belichick's future in New England may just be one game left. They play the Jets this weekend and in an appearance on the Greg Hill Show. Belichick gave further insight into his plans after the season. You know, if I was going to do anything, I'd put it out there on, you know, Twitter and and my face so everybody could see it. But I don't do that, then I'll just keep it private. Whatever success I have had, I've tried to go about my job the same way every week. Win, lose, you know. Good years, bad years, whatever they are, on a week-to-week basis. I mean, I don't want to spend time or get caught up in what happened five years ago or what's going to happen two years from now or, you know, I mean, a bunch of other random stuff. So just working on the Jets. Yeah, I'm committed to the team that I'm coaching right now. The players that are here, they deserve my best every day, and that's what I'm going to give them. He's still a great defensive mind and structurally understands how to do foundational things for winning football. But his inability to 
remove himself from the draft is his undoing. They just do not have enough special players. And Bill has taken too much control over the organization on draft weekend, and he's paid a price. Go look at their last seven drafts. There's almost no special offensive players. That's on Bill. Last year, two kickers, three guards. Come on, give me a break. Like, so the, the, his undoing, it's a little Greg Popovich. You get the money, you start talking about the fine wine you drink and your politics, and it's like, hey, these coaching jobs are all working class. They pay well, but it's about being one of the people you got to walk into that locker room and relate to the troubled kid, the great player, the average player. You don't get a locker room full of people you want, which Bill had voiced years ago to Urban Meyer. I think what his undoing is he could not remove himself. Be very careful about wanting ultimate power. He had it. And his drafts are undoing his coaching. They just don't have enough good players. I uh, think it was at the end with um, at Texas. Uh, who was the coach at the where they were struggling and they're like, is Texas back? And I think it was Mac Brown. He kept looking for wide receivers. Like he, there were quarterbacks that were good in Texas, and he wanted to make them wide receivers. RG three, Johnny Manziel. Remember that he was yeah, just he like missed clueless. on a lot of missed quarterbacks. Lot. Yeah. I wonder if there's a Belichick Mac Brown connection. Just at the end, guys just not seeing. Well, the ball. I think it's Greg Popovich will not embrace. At least he didn't until this year. The three point shot. It's like, bro, the culture's changed. Get over it. Like you just have to embrace new stuff. And I think when you give older men power, leverage, money. Uh, they start think they have all the answers. Money can do that to people. And in the end, Popovich is like, I'm going to do it this way only. And Belichick's like, I'm going to do it this way only. You as a coach or a GM have to sacrifice just like the last guy in the roster does. It's about sports. It's about commitment and sacrificing for others. If Harbaugh says no to the Chargers, I think they should pass on Belichick. I, I don't I know. I, 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 yeah, I'd see, that's not the answer. Uh, final story, the Bears uh, will have a big decision coming this offseason um, with their quarterback, Justin Fields. Do they oh. draft Caleb Williams? I don't know. Is Michael Penix in the discussion, Cowherd? But after Fields' performance against the Falcons, listen, man, another dub. The Bears are looking good. Fans and teammates, we heard DJ Moore <laughs> talk about wanting to keep JF1, can I call him that? Justin Fields? I don't know. Uh, in Chicago, fans serenaded their quarterback with the We Want Fields chant at the end of the game. <laughs> it's a little bit much. Um, I think, what do you say? Fan is short for fanatic. I think once people step away after the well, season. On this heater where they've won four of five, it's their defense in that stretch has been the number one scoring defense. They're playing bad quarterbacks mostly, and he's completing 59% of his throws with a 77 passer rating. So, you know, this the last five games, everybody's like, whoo, four yeah. touchdowns, three picks, with a number one receiver, number one tight end, and a better-than-average O-line. So, I mean, again, we all have recency bias. I would move him to Atlanta. By the way, if I was Justin Fields, and I got to play indoors and not that snow fest, and I got Pitts and Drake London, that O-line, well, and those running backs. He, he may get a new coach. And an offensive him. coach. I'm well, just saying, you could say, oh, poor Justin Fields. If you told me as a kid who grew up in Georgia, I can go play for the Falcons indoors in that wonky division, that, that's, a, that's a pretty good second gig. By the way, how about NFC North quarterback uncertainty next year? You got Goff locked in. Uh, you and I have discussed Jordan Love. Jordan I, know, Love. I know they like him, but... There is a, there's going to be a contract issue this offseason. It's going to come up, the money. And then you've got the Vikings. We don't know what's going to happen with Kirk Cousins. That's By the right. way, Kirk Cousins went into this year without a new deal, 
popped his Achilles Chicago, and is now ticked off. There's total certainty. It's going to be Caleb Williams. Is it? We don't know that. I'll, Penix, I'll bet Drake you May? another steak dinner. You, I think you owe me like It's going to be dinner. Caleb Williams, Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, and Jordan Love on opening co- day. Okay, lock it up, internet people. You know everybody watches and clips off stuff and throws it in our face a No, year that's later. what it's going to be. You I'm not wrong. saying it's going to be that the whole season. But week one. Week one, it's going to be Goff, Cousins, Caleb Williams, and Jordan Love. Jordan Love won the job. He's been more than capable. Those young receivers, Jordan Love, that's not their issue. Their issue is their defense is a sieve. All right, listen. I know new information. Things happen. I, I, I will say two of those. I'll say one and a half are good to go. Goff for sure. And I think Love will be the guy if he gets his new contract. You got to pay Jordan Wait, you Love. Think, you think Green Bay is just going to let him walk? No. no. That's okay, not- I'm the GM. I am the GM of the Packers. He's under contract yeah, next year. Yeah. You're Jordan Love's agent. Yeah. I'm the GM okay, of the Packers. Okay, fine, fine. Go Let's ahead. do it. Let's do it. Go ahead. Hey, how are you? Jordan Love, you know, he got that new deal last year, one plus one. Yeah. Um, it was a prove-it deal, and guess what? Jordan Love proved it. So we would like to rip up the final year of his deal. He's not playing for $12 million when he's a top 12 quarterback in the league. So just uh, let's talk turkey. What, 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 what kind of numbers are you looking at for the um, new contract? He's under contract for the year. Why don't you call me at Thanksgiving? We'll start okay. working on the extension. Okay, we will hold out, and then we'll call you at Thanksgiving and discuss the extension. I'm not playing for 12. I'm not putting my guy at jeopardy for $12 million next season when Daniel Jones is making 40 and well, Kyler Murray's making 40. Thank you We're for giving me that. the heads up. I'll draft Bo Nix and start okay. him. Enjoy Bo Nix. Good luck with that. We'll and, see you and, shortly. And, and, and uh, you'll pass on 12 and make zero and good luck in a market when the five teams that need quarterbacks all found one. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, hey, listen. I, you asked me to prove it. I showed you everything I got. I had us on the cusp of the playoffs. If your defense could get oh, their act together. The, cusp of the playoffs. With the youngest wide receiver room in the league. Yeah, yeah. We could we could win the Super Bowl next year with yeah. me. Good luck with Bo Nix. You have amnesia about October? Okay. <laughs> J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, it's the Herd. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Any. That's right. To celebrate college basketball's most frenzied time of the year, it's here. DraftKings is giving new customers a shot to rack up bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Code heard once again, new customers. Bet five and get 150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Code heard. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. 
in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive. It's easy. Best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play. You call every shot. From choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest. GainBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. 40%. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money. Reliable returns. Take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Change the game. Get started today. As little as $1,000 at gainbridge.io. All right, welcome back. So uh, Matt Leiner, as we watched huge ratings last night, Michael Penix put on a display, and it's very interesting. So Matt Leiner had a tweet. It says, Michael Penix Jr. making a case to be the top pick in the draft, question mark, as pure a thrower as I've seen. So I have talked to three NFL execs in the last three weeks on Michael Penix. All of them say he is the best pure thrower of the football since Joe Burrow. And all three said they'd be terrified to draft him at the top of the draft. Um, I think he's too good to pass on. Um, I think it's high risk, high reward. If you look at the top 15 teams in the draft outside of Arizona with Kyler Murray, the Chargers with Justin Herbert, and the Jets with Aaron, and a massive need at left tackle. They are a disaster. Worst left tackle in football. Outside of that, 12 of 15 teams could draft Penix. I mean, Minnesota's got Kirk Cousins. You think he's going to be there in two, three years? Uh, Derek Carr, you can get out of that contract in New Orleans in a year. I could make an argument. Now, is Caleb Williams going to get drafted number one? Yes. Because he's even more athletic than Michael Penix with no serious injury history. So he's a better prospect. You have to consider the injuries. I've talked to three different general managers. All of them are like, yeah, I'd be terrified to draft him. Um, There is something that's interesting. So at indiana he ran around a lot then he had multiple injuries and now he's a pocket guy but you saw last night kalen DeBoer knowing okay he's got two games left now one cj stroud georgia justin herbert oregon you saw washington let him run last night and they're going to let him run against michigan and it's going to be tantalizing he will not look as good against michigan my guess is as he did against that really mediocre texas secondary but if you look around the nfl right now um caleb's going one you go to that top 15 board now does he have a great coach yes do they have a great oc great receivers yes 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 a great left tackle yes i'm not denying that but size poise arm accuracy 
I, I, you, you can certainly make arguments that he is number two. I will say this. We know all the quarterbacks won't work. But I don't remember a draft class uh, with, with a Caleb, a Michael Penix, a Jaden Daniels, a Derek May. Uh, you know, you forget Bo, Na- Bo Nix yesterday threw for five touchdowns. I'd keep your eye on the Denver Broncos at 14 and Bo Nix at Oregon. I would keep your eye on that. He is Drew Brees uh, with mobility. Super hyper accurate. A lot of college starts. I just think Penix is too good. I think you got to take a swing on it. He talked about last night after the game. If I would say that um, I had to get hurt four times for me to get to this point, you know, uh, that's not something that I would have thought of. But, man, I, I feel like it was all worth it, man. Um, I, I feel like everything that I've been through is definitely worth it and shaped me into the person, the player, and the man I am today. Uh, so I, I would take a swing. I, I, like if, if I'm – I'll give you an example. So I watch these mock drafts, the New York Giants. So the New York Giants have a great left tackle. This draft is really good with left tackles. They have a good rush end. At the top of this draft, there's good rush ends. Now, they could certainly use a wide receiver, but would it be the craziest thing in the world to draft Michael Penix and let's see him play against Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones, Tyrod Taylor, Michael Penix, all had injuries. Who throws the best ball? I don't think it's close. And I like Tyrod Taylor. So I, the Giants at five, because, you know, Caleb's going one. You, you can go to the, your Reddit board and argue that. He's going to go number one, um, unless something crazy happens. Um, I, I think the Commanders, Patriots, Giants, I think you have to consider Penix. I think you have to consider him. Uh, Titans, Will Levis, got to consider him. Jets are so bad at left tackle, and there's two great left tackles. I, I would not draft a quarterback for the Jets because it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Aaron Rodgers cannot last 17 games with that situation at left tackle. He can't. You have to protect your investment with Aaron Rodgers. You have to get a left tackle. And, and they're, they're not going to be gone at that point. I'd even move up if I had to get a left tackle if you're scared. But um, there's, uh, you know, your takeaway on this, I don't want to overreact, and I'll say it again, Caleb won. But what you're watching here, and, and contextualize it, they have a great offensive coach, a great coordinator, great receivers. But it does look, it's got a, it does have a little Joe Burrow feel to it. Like, it's just calm, self-awareness, movement, accuracy, deep ball. I mean, it's, he it's, Everything looks easy, right? Everything. So we're seeing Patrick Mahomes with no great wide receivers, even really good ones, kind of struggle a little. Right, right. We saw Joe Burrow in college with great wide receivers. Joe Burrow in the NFL, great wide receivers. How much of this is Penix's receivers are tremendous versus Penix, who was a good quarterback at Indiana and was good at Washington and has now made the jump to superstar with awesome receivers. Well, he's a very good thrower of the football. So regardless of his win-loss record, because I don't think that's the... I don't think NFL... I think NFL people look at traits, and they just say, that looks like Burrow. That's a left-handed Burrow. It's just... It's beautiful. It's a beautiful ball. Weird accuracy. By the way, Burrow had great receivers. Burrow had a great protection. Burrow had a great play caller. I mean, I mean, if you look at what Burrow had, no, that LSU team is better than Washington personnel-wise. But you know who they say uh, Roma Nunze's uh, comp is? Jamar Chase. That's his comp. <laughs> well, let me ask. How many superstar left 
left-handed quarterbacks have there been in the league in the last, I don't know, 30 years? Well, Steve, uh, Again, I'm not being critical. Steve Young, pretty good. Steve Young, pretty good. That's one. Mark uh, Brunel, very good. Mark Brunel, okay. Tua is pretty good. So Pretty good. Look at it. Three good left-handed Boomer quarterbacks. Boomer Esiason won an MVP. Okay. I think that's going back 40 years. But that's four guys. I think there is a weird old-school well, stigma. there's not that many left-handed people. I think they don't pick quarterbacks who are lefty because of the way the pockets shift and protection and left tackles versus right tackle. I, I like Penix a lot. Heard hierarchy next. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com slash iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling.